This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music. We are here with Joshua Powell of Joshua Prowl and the Great Train Robbery. And also more recently, just Joshua Powell as he's it's true. chopped loose the Great Train Robbery name yep. for the new record. That's right. How you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, thanks for coming out in the snow today. I know it's uh, getting pretty brutal out there. It was tough getting here, right? Yeah, you just got to adapt, though. That's what Midwesterners do. Yeah, and by the time this comes on, hopefully it'll be nice and warm outside by the time we get this one out. Warm, sunny, green. What's the, how far back do you stack them? Well, you know, we shoot seven, eight in a day. Gotcha. And uh, so nice. we're still a couple weeks from any of these starting to air because right. it takes a while for us to produce the thing. So. I have to adjust all my cultural references and make a bunch of guesses about how the world uh, what, will be like be? 12 weeks from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. We can do predictions. That's always fun. Um, uh, so where are you from originally? I grew up in Vero Beach, Florida. Then I went to school in Anderson, Indiana, and I've been living in Indianapolis for just over two years. So you went to a a Anderson U? That's right. For music or? Music business and writing. Yeah? Yep. The, was it a good for that? Was it a good place to be? I had a great experience there. Uh, I'm back teaching part-time in their program, in the music business program, to try to fill in some of the what I saw as the gaps, just uh, practical sort of postmodern take on uh, the, the grit of being a, a DIY musician and uh, sort of the combination of entrepreneurial skill set and art that you have to carry into into trying to do this for a living fresh out of, you know, you're 22 when you graduate. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like, um, I've had, I, I went straight from college into like two years on the road just consistently touring and um, it was like a real crucible, man. You just learn a lot really, really quickly. And so even with two years of lead time, I was able to come back and start talking to kids that were in their mid-twenties and saying, like, here's how you can save a ton of steps, you know? <laughs> so, uh, Man, I think I need one of your courses. I, I like, learn something new every five minutes uh, in the music. But music it's crazy, music. man, yeah. You have to, I mean, you always, you have to, it really pays to be a lifelong learner here because it, it's going to be different this time next year, and, and we have to we have to know what's the best way to approach the shifting tides and like, you know, it's, it's, it's always gambling where you're going to put your chips and your, your promotional equity and everything else, but it's part of why it's a fun adventure. It's not just like a standardized, you know, accounting firm where there's a system and the system works. Like this stuff is, it's a different challenge every day, which <laughs> that appeals to me, you know, keeps it fresh. When did you start playing music? How old were you? I started at, uh, taking piano lessons at the age of four. Then I had some punk bands through middle school, got into heavier bands in high school, and started doing under my own name sometime in college. What so. was your first band name? Not All There. Not All There. Yeah. It's a Love it. Punk rock trio. See, I, on the show here, we have a tradition of figuring out the first band names. There you go. You know, That's we've it. had everything from like people who named their band after 
inadvertently after like a movie. Yeah. And so like you go to search them up on the internet, you can't find them because all you see is the movie. Ungoogleable. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah jo- or, uh, Joshua Powell is also the name of a former Lakers player and uh, a guy who murdered his family in Utah. So. And you have a tough time overcoming something like that because you're sure. actually named that. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Didn't like, pick it as a brand. No. It's not like you picked it as a name. Mom was, did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> come up with something for Google back in, you know, whenever, uh, pre-Google days. Pre-Google days, truly. Um, so um, what what motivated you to start wanting to do, you know, live music or to be a musician? Or was there a certain thing that happened or a certain show you went to? or uh, The first... The first non-like newsboys show that I went to was to see the band Plus 44, which is Mark Hoppus, uh, post Blink-182. And uh, we were big Blink-182 fans, but I remember seeing the band The Matches that was a, a pretty uh, short-lived band from California. They're this like emo punk sort of art rock crossover. And I remember seeing Sean Harris wear plaid pants on stage and run around on uh, dragging his microphone stand behind him on stage. and. We had never heard of that band. Everyone else is like, sort of really passively watching them waiting for Plus 44. And I just remember thinking like, oh man, that's that's crazy. And I, we, we fell in love with that band and listen, ended up becoming much bigger fans of that band. But to be honest, like uh, love, for, love for music has always been uh, like foundational for my upbringing. But I remember this time that my uh, my older cousins were in like a, a CCM praise and worship band and they came through town and uh, played at our church on like a Saturday night coffee shop. And you're a kid, your older cousins are like the coolest cats in the world, right? And I was just like a like a, a typical Star Wars middle schooler, you know, and those, those were most of my interests. And uh, I was like, oh, damn, these guys are cool. They're all talking about guitars and they're all playing music. And so I like went around my house and pulled out all the music paraphernalia to make it look like I was also into music. And then, but I actually caught the bug when they were there that weekend. I'm like, shit, I gotta get out there and start playing. So that's pretty cool. Started in eighth grade, man. I, I, in eighth grade, I decided this is what I was gonna do for a, like my life, and I was. That's right. <laughs> well, that's really cool. Yeah, it's great. So, um, what's the you know? I, I know like um, as I you know listen to your music far before we met, which I think we met a couple weeks ago. Yeah, in in the flesh. And um, but I uh, you know the, you've had some varying success online with uh, you know amounts of streams and yeah. things for songs and stuff. And I mean that's really cool. Probably Thanks. one of the bigger artists in the indie Indianapolis area. We're working to be. And, um, you know, what about it do you think uh, caught? You know, what about your music catches with people, makes them go, you know, I'm going to listen to this over and over again? Oh, man. You know? Well, that's fair. It's kind of you to say. Thank you very much. Um, the only part of it is the music. Part of it is the, I mean, I definitely have given myself to the craft. Like, my entire life is built around trying to make good art. Um, and so it's it's all really honed. You know, there's no songs that I just kind of crap out and put out. You know, it's they're... I work on them forever and ever. Um, so there's always attention to detail there, but uh, there's a ton of people who are um, more talented and, and write you know, more vi- like commercially viable songs than I do or anything like that. Um, the success that we have uh, regionally and so far that we're, you know, I'm not like, oh, bro, bro, look at us. Like, we have, we're, we're super <laughs> duper obscure outside of, outside of Indianapolis. Um, but, uh, I just I really think that grit is grit is the answer. Just just being hungrier than anybody else cuz 
you know, uh, there's, I was recently on this uh, hip hop track with my friends Jeremiah Stokes and Oddity, and Oddity wrote this hook that says, y'all don't see the work that we're putting in, y'all don't see the grind, y'all don't see the pain and the hurt, and all this stuff, and it's just like, yeah, you, you the people who engage with us and like consume our art in sort of a, uh, a, like a live way, if you come pay a ticket and see our show or whatever, you see like such, like the tip of the iceberg of what it takes to like vocationally be an artist because I spend at least you know four hours every single day on top of all the other gigs that I hold down just chilling in my email inbox sending emails looking to try to get play on radio trying to get like better shows booked, building our regional network of, of indie bands, building our own press databases, sending press releases, building new content. And it's just like all the stuff that it takes to run a band, it's extremely tiring, extremely difficult to balance with surviving in America and making money. And, um, and it's incredibly jading because, you know, all of us who make art believe in our art, otherwise we wouldn't take the time to make it and put it out there. But um, in such like an oversaturated world where everybody has every movie ever made in their living room and it's hard to leave the house and you're competing with them, just it, there's such a flood of content now that it takes a long time, I believe, for you to prove that like, oh, we're actually like, we're, we're a franchise, we're an embargo, this exists, this art is like, it's a real thing, we're not just your friend's band. Um, and so to be like, the getting depressed by people not caring as much as you think they should, to stay in it that long <laughs> and remind yourself long enough that I'm doing this because at the end of the day, I love doing it, regardless if anyone else gives a shit or not. Um, if you can if you can keep your nose to the grindstone, like anyone can do what we've done with a little bit of talent, it just like, we just, We've just cultivated the grind because I want, I want, I want, I believe that work ethic and, and faithfulness to the vision is going to carry, you know, it's going to carry, it's going to cut through the mix at the end of the day. I said at the end of the day too many times. We can, we can edit that out, right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't do a whole lot of editing. No, here. no I'm just kidding, man. I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, no, I mean, um, you know, as part of the grind on this side. <laughs> Understandable, friend. Pretty much get away with just about whatever you want to say because I'm too lazy to edit it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, you know, I, 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 there was a lot of interesting tidbits in there. Um, uh, you know, people don't see what goes on to get like one gig. Sure. Right? Sure. If, they're, if, they're not, if there's people watching that aren't musicians, or even if you are, it takes a lot to just get that one show. You know, and to get uh, a whole slate of them, 40 of them in a year or right. whatever, is a constant, you know, pounding of the pavement, right? It is an administrative job. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I really, um, you know, uh, having done the same kind of thing myself, I really have a lot of respect for all that Cheers, work that you, that you go through. I, I mean, just seeing some of your stuff and where it comes and goes, I'm just like... Okay, that's awesome, man. How Thanks, do I man. how do I do X? You know, yeah. I, I want to like sit here for like an, an hour and like pick your brain about it. which press outlets are you talking about? You know? Yeah, 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 <laughs> dude. I mean, it's it's like hard. Well, we all gotta help each other. Cause it's like hardcore the back end stuff. Yeah, you know? and and then that's not the fun stuff per se. The no. fun stuff is like you know. Last night I played a show in Broad Ripple. That Great. was fun. You Where'd know, you play? Uh, I played at Books and Brews. Oh, right on, right <laughs> yeah. on. Cool, cool, cool. So, but you know, with the um, you know, the show is the fun part. The like figuring it out—that's yes. the stuff that you know is really hard. And that's this part's also, fun too. This part's this, fun do, too. Doing the show. Yeah. Yeah, I love doing the show because I get to meet you guys. It's you cool, know? man. And um, I don't know if you've seen the open to my show, but a lot of it is 
that I was inspired by all you guys and all the songs that people write, yeah. you know, around Indianapolis or around wherever I've been touring and playing. And um, I was just like, we have to get some of these guys in front of people. Sure. Any way we can, you know. So I really appreciate you doing the show. Cheers, man. What um, what, what tunes are you going to do for us? I'm suspecting something off the new uh, Joshua Powell record. How many tunes is it? Two. Two. Yeah, uh, we, we'll, yeah. we'll put one in the show Great. And for those watching, and then they should watch Moonshine Moments. That's going to be a new segment that we do where we just put together a music video for the other one. Cool. Uh, so, to, you know, it's just like a live music video. It's going to be called Moonshine Moments. Nice. I like it. You got to get the get the real um, alliterative brand going. We do. Yeah. And we have another thing coming that up that's going to gonna, we're gonna alliterate on. You don't have a pastoral background, do you? Um, me? I, I I don't know if it's pastoral. I did live across from a farm. Okay. Like a lo- a <laughs> I long meant more time. so ministerial. I've never preachers love to make the uh, alliterative. You know, it's always well, three points. There might be some of that. My with, grandmother was a minister. There, it's in your blood, man. So, it's yeah. in your blood. I, I I you know I know that when you uh, we 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 were on Indian tune a couple weeks ago, and yes, I know indeed. you said uh, that you had played in a lot of Christian groups. I led worship in Carmel this morning. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, well, mean, I grew uh, up playing in like a, a, a gospel band that toured around, and, and like I really got my start playing simultaneously bass in this punk band and and bass in the, the church youth group band. So my brother and I sat next to each other in church since the age you know two and, and sang harmonized hymns and stuff. So yeah, well, I have this old guitar that my grandmother gave me because she played you know worship songs. Cool and. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's a piece of junk. It doesn't work anymore and sure. stuff. And, but I just keep it because it's, you know, it was hers. History, man. And I never learned to play guitar at that point. But, you know, uh, when she gave it to me, I janked around, but I wasn't, you know, sure. I don't know, for whatever reason, capable. I was a teenager. Um, but, I, you know, I, the, the whole worship band thing was what she was trying to encourage in me. It, it didn't stick for me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, music did. So, yeah, well. You know, I, 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 when you were talking about that, uh, playing in those groups, I mean, I saw many of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's just a lot of fun with all the different kinds of music and, uh, and the way that it weaves through people's souls. So music's the most exciting thing in the world, man. It's all different types of it. It's exciting. And if you think you don't like something, it's usually uh, your fault. Like <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't listen hard enough. Right? Yeah, you, you didn't approach it on, you know, on, on its terms. On its own terms. There's a lot of people that you know worked on, it, and there's a lot of people who like it, and like get in the headspace to see what they found in it, you know. And it doesn't have to be your favorite thing, but don't be an asshole. <laughs> well, on that. Let's have you come up and play some songs. How about it? Yeah, sure. We're going to be right back with Joshua Powell right here on Moonshine and Music. Going to play a tune. uh, My band and I put out a new record just about three weeks ago now. It's called Psychotropic. And uh, this is the last song they're from. It's called Shocker Number 6. I'll let you all in since it's an intimate audience tonight. I'll let you in on a little secret. Some behind the scenes Easter egg Joshua Powell type shit. <laughs> uh, I like to like build in those little. I mean, because I grew up as a Star Wars fan and still am. Like, there's so many 
that term Easter eggs, like little hidden secrets that are just there for the, the real fans to find, you know? I think those are so exciting. And I think that we have very few people that are willing to like scripturally annotate my work as, as of now. <laughs> but there's a couple people now and then that have picked up on something that I build in and it's always such a special treat to share that moment with that person. scenes bit here. I don't know if it'll endear me or the opposite, but the way that I originally wrote this song, it was called Sixth Chakra, and uh, and then I had this idea to, um, there's so many elements of an album's packaging, the way that the cover looks, and the way that the track listing is, and the way that the credits are written, and the way, you know, just because there's sort of a standardized template of design when you're going through the, the online, like, build your album thing. And, and I thought, man, for years, every record I've ever made, I tried to make look professional. I tried to make it look like real. Like, and what, did I, what I thought was real was like standardized. So I was like, I want this to look like it's in, Target, <laughs> you know? Um, not because I love Target, but because I was like, I want it to look like it's good enough to be sold in Target. And then on this new record, I was a little bit like, ah, who gives a shit? It's not, gonna, it's not going in Target. Um, so I thought, you know, how do I want to, how do I want to make the back of it look? And what kind of text do I want to use? And, you know, should I be concerned with whether it looks like it's according to the brand or just be like, oh, I like it this way. So I was thinking about how I wanted to capitalize the words on the back of the record. And I thought, oh, these song names don't have to be just regular grammatically correct song names because this is art so it's completely arbitrary and those guidelines are completely made up and I can call it whatever I want to call it and I can even change the name later if I feel like it it's my thing and so I called this song Sixth Chakra and then when I was writing out the album credits I wrote Chakra lowercase c and then number six and I was like people will see that and they'll probably call it Chakra number six but I mean it to be Sixth Chakra, I just like writing it that way. Until I started performing it and I caught myself saying, this is called Chakra Number Six. And I realized I'd introduced the song both ways and that because it's written in an untraditional way on the album, the song doesn't really have a scriptural name. It's not a for sure this or the other. And so I've just kind of been doing this little social experiment in a small way, breaking down all the elements that make up what we call music, especially commercialized. And it's like, you know what? I don't know what this song's called. Other people are going to think that they know what this song's called, and they won't be right, because I haven't made up my mind yet. Record's already out. I don't know how I want to say the name of this song yet. I'm beta testing it. <laughs> so this song is called... <laughs> Get that there? No, it's got the word six, the letter six, the number six, the word chakra, the idea of chakras, the energy of chakras. It goes like this.
Joshua Powell. Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Our producer is Joe Shelton. Our cameraman, grip, and stunt double is Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other stuff, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for more episodes of Moonshine and Music. <laughs>